Yo, yo, yo. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Win Win Effect show presented by Winject Studios. Today is a very special episode because it doesn't really happen often when you interview someone that's celebrity based in the UK, but there's not a celebrity based in the US, but she has made it over to the US, which there's a lot of synergy, a lot of connections, mutual connections that do we have already together in our first conversation went over, I think about an hour, 15 minutes-ish, and it was scheduled for 15 minutes. So I'm really excited to introduce today's guest, Ms. Mira Sharma. How you doing? Welcome to today's show. Hi, Chris. I'm excited. Thanks for having me. And yeah, that first conversation we had was really interesting. So <laughs> I don't I think it was everything above we talked <laughs> about. Yeah. It, we kept driving conversations and you know, it's it funny. Is this, this is what you do for a living. You are a media personality. You have your own talk shows, yeah. dash radio, a lot of great things you have done. Writer kind of like difficult to sometimes interview someone that's done so much. That's why I love this show because it, I really don't have a format. I just have an impactful conversation because that's what I do. And that's one thing that I have found about your show, but me tuning in. You just take the conversation and just go easy flow. And it just yeah. sounds, you've done it for a while. So I'll just kind of like little give you a little endorsement, I guess you would call it, that you do a great job on your show, but there's not so much that, that you haven't done. But I love about your story, everything goes back to female empowerment. And I love that because you people need to hear more of this. And it is happening, obviously, or mutual connection and person you haven't met just yet. It's kind of funny. We were just having a brief conversation. Samantha Duran, great mm -hmm. personal friend of mine. I interviewed her. I think it's about a little close to last year. And she blew up the downloads. And that's one of the things that she does. She runs a company, Be Your Own, female-centric, 100%, all the way throughout, even the brands. And that's that will be definitely a connection that's going to happen. But why do you think, with throughout your journey, you kept going back to more female empowerment? I think it's because um, I think I feel like as women, especially, we tend to be more like we don't have that confidence, so to speak, as many men do. You know, like they'll walk into a room, they'll own the room. I'm not mm -hmm. saying we're all like that, but the, or the, there's kind of this idea that women have to always be, you know, a bit timid and mm. you know well-mannered etc and i'm not saying by walking into a room of being large you're not well-mannered but it's just it's kind of this idea that kind of goes throughout society and we always have these expectations on us and mm -hmm. you know things we have to do have done by a certain age etc and i kind of just thought well i never resonated with that and i was like i just want women to they're the ones that need that empowerment to feel better yes. about themselves like of course i'm not dismissing the fact men don't men do but I think women need it even more. And I think now more women are doing that because it's just, I think, you know, after things like Me Too movement and stuff like that, we've mm -hmm. kind of realized that actually we do need this and we do need to empower each other rather than competing against each other, which can happen, especially with a lot of women, because you've always got this idea of competition, whether you're competing for a man or you're competing for a job mm -hmm. or, you know, well, the reality is there's room for everyone. And I is. think we just need to celebrate ourselves and celebrate other women. It's like really championing that whole ideology of adopting that abundant lifestyle rather than abundant mindset. Abundant mindset, you're still going to go subconsciously at the end of the day. I'm like, oh, I really wanted to do well, but not that, not as better than I'm doing. <laughs> I see that a lot, especially in corporate life. 
Because mm -hmm. <laughs> we do share that as well. It's like, I want him to do that good, just that much. Not like overshadow me completely. But I have started to see where things are shifting. And I made an earlier statement. This is back in 2019-ish. I was on a panel and I got kind of got in trouble. But I didn't get in trouble. <laughs> I'm kind of one of those people and you're, I'm, you're very similar to this. And that's why I'm kind of open to talking about it. That you shouldn't really ask me questions that you don't want me to answer. Yeah. Because you, you never know what's going to come out of my mouth. And <laughs> there was a, it was a, you know, of course, there was a lot of females there. However, this course was before COVID and this is where everything was open up. It was like, do you remember those times? Like, goodness gracious. <laughs> what was that, you know? <laughs> right. So someone asked me, it was like, well, like emotional intelligence. And that's something that I speak a lot about and I'm very passionate with. That this is the decade for female entrepreneurship because they're a little bit more in tune with their own emotions and they can use their emotional intelligence to pick up on sniff out bullshit pretty quickly. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just like, an, and I kind of drove the conversation in the panel and I was like, it's kind of like me sitting here, me speaking energy fluently. And that's what I speak about a lot. And that goes all the way back to my like earlier, like even when I was an infant, me communicating mm -hmm. with my older sister and you know, obviously know the story. But when I started to really picking up on the psychology and the biology and the human brain and picking up on lack of substance and lack of ambassadorship within the individual, because people can tell you anything they want to tell you. Yeah. Doesn't really mean it's oh. true though, right? <laughs> exactly. And I kind of picked up on that and drove the conversation there. And I just, I didn't kick anybody while they were down. I just really shined a light on what everybody else didn't want to say. Yeah. Which to the fun, individual, though. yeah, it was fun. It was a <laughs> no. I feel like it's fine though what you said. Like, well, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, I it is. But it was to be aware of that. Yeah, a little bit more. But then again, I, I guess it just wasn't. I don't think it was really what I said. It was how it was received. Yeah, you could but definitely tell the thinking. ego popped off with that guy, and he was like, he was a little irritated. And I was like, listen, we could take this shit in the street. We could take it anywhere <laughs> you want, but. <laughs> But then, then he got that kind of impression, you know, that everything was cool. Anyways, he's yeah. a nice guy. But I really believe this is the decade for female entrepreneurship because you are starting to see that shift. Mm -hmm. How much do you see in, obviously, with what you do with, with your show? I think you're, what, six episodes in or your newer show you have yeah. coming out mm -hmm. on Dash Radio. Is that why you're really honing in on the female guest on your show? Yeah, because I feel like there isn't... So I wanted my show to be a platform for everyone, okay. for all women. Um, and I feel like there isn't really anything... Like, obviously, we've got so many female empowerment movements and things and podcasts, etc. Mm -hmm. But I kind of felt like there isn't something that's, you know, um, can reach everyone. And when I say that, I mean, like, all different races. It's not, like, specific. Um, and I really wanted that so all women can just come to it and they can realize that we all do relate at the end of the day because I wanted to shine a light on our similarities rather than our differences because I feel like that's how you bring people together um and yeah I just wanted to be more females I wanted it to be all women on the show because at the end of the day I relate to that I'm a woman and I wanted my show to represent myself as well and my interests and I feel like when you're authentic to yourself that's when things mm. are gonna fall into place better and they're gonna it's just gonna you're going to feel more comfortable doing it. You're going to feel more confident doing it. And you know more what you're talking about rather than doing something because you think, oh, well, that's trendy or, 
you kind of get put into a box and I really didn't want that with my show right. so I was very adamant that you know had to represent me and be authentic to myself mm -hmm. are you involved with all the day-to-day -day, like the creative side of it I mean obviously with your a part of a network is massive as Dash Radio. And there's other ones that obviously do partnerships and sister companies and whatnot. We can get into all this. Obviously, I know this because what I've been building, <laughs> right? <laughs> Licensing and certain things you say and certain things you can't say. The one thing that I found with certain networks is they do a lot of censorship and what you can't say. And that's one thing that I have found about this. You're obviously with you're involved in. Mm. It doesn't seem from the outside looking in, there's a lot of that. No, like I literally have creative control over everything Good. from how I want the show to be. It's basically, I just run with it and what I think works, I do. And they're really easy going with it. And mm -hmm. I think that's what I kind of like. Like I'm all about like getting feedback on how things can be improved and stuff. That's cool. But at the end of the day, it's nice to be able to have my own thing and knowing what I know over the years of working in media and stuff, I do know what works well. Um, and I just wanted to trust my gut on this one and run with it. So in that sense, it's great that you can I can literally do what I want. There's mm -hmm. a strategy to it as well. It's not like I'm just like oh waking up and I'm like okay I'll have this person. No, it is. Like, you gotta you gotta put in that time. You get to put in that time, and it's like reps. Yeah. The more that I do reps, and people were laughed at me, and they were like, "How would you take your show and have that much success with the show?" And I'm like, "Well, I've been doing this my whole life." You but I wasn't that, doing right? it. Yeah, I wasn't doing it as recordings. I was doing it behind the scenes more. And I was exactly. always got behind the camera, Same. not really in front of it. Mm. So it, it's kind of like one of those things where you observe. I'm, I'm pretty good at observing people mm -hmm. and knowing what I wouldn't do in certain situations. <laughs> I yeah. think that's a skill you have to develop muscle. Exactly. And I know that was about your story. Is that something very similar kind of approach that you had to guess getting started in this type of industry? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the same with me. So working behind the scenes and then working yeah. on front of camera and then on radio, it really helps you see and know what works well. And I think the good thing about this is I'll try something. And if I realize it's not working, I'll just change it. So right. it's, you know what I mean? Because I think life's about that. You, you have to try things to realize whether they work or whether they're not. And I think that's an important aspect going into something like that, mm -hmm. because you might go into something thinking, right, this is how it's going to work. It's going to be like this. But if it's not being received well, it's not working. You need to pivot. You can't just still continue with it. So mm -hmm. I think it's all about reviewing. And I do that a lot, even though I'm six episodes in, like listening back to my show. I know what I'm doing wrong. I know what could be better. And I'm constantly trying to evolve it and make it better. Mm -hmm. they, that's important. And some people, they get ugly baby syndrome. Oh, what is oh that? look at this baby. You ever heard this? Oh, maybe no. it's a states thing. Ugly baby syndrome. I'm not saying that there are ugly babies out there to turn into great, obviously beautiful people, individual, right? But I'm just saying they get, they're like, oh, look at this show. Look at this, whatever project I'm working on. And they're not open to criticism. criticism. They're not oh, open okay. to certain ways to being able to measure and reassess, maybe contextualize and then articulate the message a little differently to a broader audience because you have to get real pinpoint on your approach when, it, especially when it comes to marketing. Like if I wanted to market in the UK, it would be vastly different than I would yeah. market it to a US audience. Yeah, Cause the audiences are so different. I think that mm -hmm. with my, cause it's dash, which is us, but then I'm mm -hmm. British based. So I'm trying to get the right um, balance between both. But then because I, I'm quite us centric in my thinking, anyway, you are just I, I, like, you, career yeah. journey etc because i love the us um 
I think I fall more under suitor more of a US audience, especially when it comes to, you know, talking about, you'll know this, having been an American and living in the UK, when it comes to talking about like inspirational and motivational stuff, like Americans are more receivable of that kind of stuff. And they don't think you're talking about mm-hmm. like woo-woo kind of things. Whilst in the UK, sure. it's not exactly very well received or they might not necessarily understand it. I'm not saying everyone's like that. So you, you're trying to find a middle path to see, okay, if I'm British, what am I going to resonate with to how, like, how can I get them to understand why being positive, manifestation, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff is not just a load of woo-woo over there. It's actually stuff that legit It's real works. things. Yeah, it, you, yeah it's, it's actually real. Yeah. Around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I've 100% turned my whole life around thanks to that kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. i just want everyone else to know that they can do the same too and if you really want to do something you can do it you just gotta put your mind to it and you know not let anyone else tell you no or get in the way and you know that's like a large thing to achieve and things you just gotta believe it Mm-hmm. I'm obviously well, putting the work. I'm not saying just sitting at home like, oh, I'm going to do this and then do no work. You know yeah, I, I mean? see a lot of that. I mean, it's, you, you're not holding yourself accountable. I call them the four A's to myself. They can change anything in life. Is one, you just need to be aware. Being aware and being, I'm being aware of everything good, bad, ugly, whatever. Then going into accepting that next piece. And most people just skipped over the acceptance. Yeah. They go from being aware to making something happen. Well, before you can make something happen, you need to ensure you have the right actionable steps there to, and then going into action, coming up the right plan, then hold yourself accountable. So I do it a little differently than most, but it also comes back with me ensuring that I'm putting enough time and work on myself before I touch a phone, before I communicate with the outside world, because that time is needed for you to grow heard the interview with Samantha. Yeah. Really I didn't say anything about Winjack. No. Nothing really. Because I had no idea what I was going to do with it. Mm-hmm. That was right before I started making that pivot. And I was like, well, I don't, if you had told me a year ago, I was going to have a media corporation of a record label, uh, you know, with the TV networks on the side of it and those deals with net, like you, I would have been like, you know, you're full of shit. <laughs> you're no, full of true. shit. You've yeah. I think, you so see, you have to have a goal and you've got to, I, I'm a firm believer in like goals and stuff, but you have to be able mm-hmm. to pivot, right? Because at the end of the day, you might be doing something and you're like, actually, this could work better or actually, I'm not quite enjoying what I'm doing. And so it doesn't mean mm-hmm. you have to continue doing something just because, you know, you've thought, oh, well, this is what I have to go into. You can literally change and pivot what works. And I think it's all about trying things. And yes, you ha- I feel like you have that end goal, right? but you still it can all change like you said you knew what you wanted to do but then you didn't necessarily a year ago know you were gonna set up like winjack studios etc etc but you were still working towards something if you know what i mean you had an aim right it's not like you were just Mm. going from here to there i was being you know i was being guided by what actually brought me joy when you choose happiness over everything you tend to find what you need not what you want and that's a huge difference um, when I start looking at the partnership side of it, I was like, well, I've built corporation by myself and then sold it to trade school stuff. And I was like, I really don't want to do this again. And then that was the first shift that I did go back to the industry. It's kind of like taking a microphone and dropping on stage. I'm not going to go back up and pick it up again. So, 
and I'm not trying to say that I'm like what Barack Obama or anything when he did that. I don't know if you remember, but yeah, I'm I not that guy. <laughs> but then I just I hadn't I feel like I had nothing else to prove to myself, most importantly, in the industry. I was like, well, I'm gonna make I'm just gonna see where this goes. And of course, the success of the show really helped. Yeah. And then I started meeting some dope people like yourself, and I was like, well, what if I took the educational approach and applied it to media? I've never seen that before. And I was like, no, okay, well, <clears throat> at all. So what we're doing is obviously Winject Studios as a whole is to really empower people and give them everything all in one educational approach. If they needed a microphone, they needed coaching on interview styles, interview questions. Why is it important to do the proper understanding on whom you're speaking to rather than when like you come on in the show, that's why people love this show. They never know what I'm going to ask because I know I don't know what I'm going to ask. I let the conversation just gradually go there because yeah. we put in the work and when no one was potentially listening to us and watching. Mm -hmm. And that's something hard for some content creators, I guess you would call. Yeah, they might be developing a little bit more confidence within themselves to start a show. That could be a big deal for people, like a huge accomplishment. And they never thought they would have enough confidence to start their own show. Then you have all these other media outlets they're dumping money into distribution, you know, obviously getting stuff out there and they don't see the instant gratification from the return on investment of their time and they quit. Yeah. So that's what, that's why it's here. If you didn't have, I guess the wherewithal and then the understanding of the connections and distribution channels, obviously you being to the States, you're going different and you being exposed to so many different types of cultures. Do you think it would have been a little bit more difficult for you to write your own book and the shows and going on TV and, and having that inner essence of you, did you, I can see it through your energy. They're obviously putting a smile on people's face. Would you have that type of level of confidence at the beginning? I think I've always, this is an interesting one because when I think back onto like mm -hmm. even me at like school and stuff like that, I was always an awkward like teenager and, mm -hmm. but, I was never not confident in myself. Like okay. I'd say I was going to do something and believe me, I had plenty of people, not family, not friends, but I would have people, you know how some people just pop up and they're like, well, you can't do that. We can't do this. And it's like, mm. I'd have that. But I was always very adamant that if I want to do something, I want to do it. And a large part of that, which shouldn't really be a driver looking back, but it did drive me was to prove that just because someone's telling me I can't do something, I'm going to go and do it. I'm going to do it really well right. and I'm done you know but and i get like there's you shouldn't be doing something just to show someone else right but it was kind of mm. when i was younger it was quite to prove because i feel like a lot of people just didn't think i'd achieve anything or you know i was a bit awkward looking or they'd be like oh i don't think that's for you etc etc and we I just, always was, we all have an ugly duckly like stage you know um yeah i'm a bad one <laughs> but you know this is the thing this is why i'm such a believer in like manifestation and stuff because ask any of like my friends from high school and stuff and everyone thinks i've either had surgery or something and i haven't it's all down to like manifestation positive thinking and that can literally transform your life obviously with gym and stuff like that and like good makeup etc but still it's once you've got that inner confidence and you've got everything sorted inside that's gonna come out and it's really gonna change your life mm -hmm. and when I look back on my journey I really have managed to do that and do things even recently even in the past couple of years when people were like oh you don't have the face for television or you don't have the following uh, on I, Instagram I, I and things disagree. like that yeah <laughs> but like <laughs> 
I just went and did it. And then it was like, well, here you go. I've just been on like national television. So mm -hmm. I just think there's always going to be people out there that tell you you can't do something. And I just want everyone to know that that's, don't listen to them. Do what you think, you know, do what you want to do. Live your best life. And that's why I've then decided actually, you know, writing a book or setting up my platform, the school SAS, because I just want everyone else to know, like, sometimes you don't have that sassy friend there and i kind of want to be that to just mm -hmm. encourage people and tell them no they can do it because i'm always the person and my friends come to me and they're like oh we don't know whether we should do this we should do that i just think don't get drawn into that negative thinking like you've got to be there and break that for them so i'll right. encourage them i'll be like well no you should try it because i think if you don't try something how are you going to know it's going to work and i definitely prefer to live my life trying stuff and doing things rather than looking back and thinking oh what would have happened if i'd done that so that's mm. kind of the ethos behind my whole thinking and everything and i just that's why i'm doing what i'm doing with my platform because i i just you know when you just want to tell everyone they can do something it's like right it's, it's like screaming at people like stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah right I, yeah. yeah that's exactly what i want to do and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. There's, there's nothing. I'm not doing it because I'm like, oh, I want to earn loads of money from it, etc. I just do it because I just want people to help. That's why with my book as well, I put it at a really low price point. I'm not earning a large profit on it, but it's just because I want everyone to be able to access it and have it because mm -hmm. I think it's important. I think if everyone brings everyone up and spreads that positive, like thinking and positive vibes, like the world would be a better place. Hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, if you live life to be able to enjoy what you do and sometimes you have to make those compromises in life to get what you are going after and striving after i mean of course you have to put in you have to put in hours you can't just wake up one day and just think it and then try to believe it and then try to do it you need to have the understanding that you need to develop certain skills and most importantly develop the confidence where it's bulletproof or like you really don't give a shit what people say and they're going to do whatever they want to do. When I started getting a lot of hate, I was like, I'm on to something great now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's true. Yeah. You're always you get, get the hated. trolls. Yeah, you get the trolls. Man, I have trolls and I actually have a real one. She has this, like blue hair, like yellow hair and stuff. I'm like, wow, they're like, she really trolls. But, oh, yeah, it was weird. Um, anyways, make a long story sure. short. I was, like, you <laughs> and I was like, what is going on right now? But yes, uh, it doesn't really matter to me. It's, it's the end of the day. I'm here to do what I am. I wouldn't say destined to do, but guided to do. Yeah. And as long as I have the right intention behind my heart, then I'm, and I'm able to communicate or articulate that over to the individual. And sometimes not even by words, just by my energy, the way that I make them feel. That's mm -hmm. the definition and true success, in my opinion. If people can talk about me, whatever they want to say, but more people are going to say how great I made them feel during the time that I was with them. Yeah, you know? and I think so. that's quite, that's, you know, when people ask you what's your like biggest achievement or hmm. what are you really proud of? Like, that is like moments that I'm proud of when people say, you know, oh, I, I, I'll think like, what would Mira do? Or, you really helped me do something that I didn't think I could do. It's those kind of things, you know, when you're really helping someone that, or you're helping mm -hmm. people get out of their shell and well as well. That's another thing. Cause I'm, again, I'm a firm believer in karma and stuff like that as well. And me too. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. It comes back. It comes back. Exactly. Right? You cannot beat hate at all. If you are, do you have the purest intentions and love there at some point, 
that hate will subside, right? It will, it will stop, mm. but it has to get to the point to where you have to have your internal dialogue so strong and having this boundaries, like a fort knocks around it that you can't penetrate. I used to be kind of person you seem to very similar when we had our brief, um, I wouldn't say brief, but first conversation, <laughs> you have a very empathic way about you that you're able to feel before yeah. you actually, or even maybe even spending a little bit of time with them holding space, like in person. Mm. And I think that's something that's special, but there's an, there's another side to that. There's always a flip side to the coin. If you don't have those boundaries there and people don't have the capacity to withstand that type of frequency or energy level, then I know to move on without Same. them even saying anything. Yeah. Or you're happy to move on as well. Like, absolutely I'm exactly the same. I won't. It's a lot of the time, you know, how when people tell you, they're like, oh, I've got this friend that constantly moans at me. It's just negative energy. And I'm sat there thinking, why don't you just cut them out? It sounds really savage. Mm. My pro I'm a Sagittarius, so I am quite savage in that sense. But mm. I just think we'll cut them out. I'm not saying, I know like all the time you can't, like sometimes with family and stuff like that. And I'm, but you know, when you've really tried, to sort a situation and if someone's constantly coming at you with negative energy and it's just making you feel down why are you putting yourself in that situation or why are you go into something that makes you feel bad you know like when people are like oh i don't really want to go to that event or something mm. for example but they'll still go but it's just there to make them feel bad it's like no stop doing stuff to please other people do things because you want to do it like mm. and don't surround yourself by like crappy people either cut them out mm. well you Sometimes I believe it, 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 everyone comes to a point in time when they start coming to that realization that their surroundings and the people around them. And I, I am very chatty with individuals like yourself and very chatty on shows and me going on other things. And you can sometimes I'll go on an interview and I don't really say much because I know that they don't have the understanding to be able to handle, not saying mine superior to be able to handle another way of looking at something, a different perception. And so mm. sometimes I'm not going to argue with someone that isn't going to grasp the concept. Yeah. I just, I'm not going to waste my time. Time is the only non-renewable resource, but then again, that's an illusion. So I don't really, I'm not going to, I'm just going to be around the right people. And I attract those people into my life. People say, Chris, you interview some astounding individuals. Well, a lot of those don't come on. Yeah. Cause I know them. They don't come onto the show. Everyone's heard their story. However, the people that I attract into my life or attract into the show or attract into the, my surroundings and people around me, they are there to stay because they don't, they don't want to leave. Mm. They, they so want to stay in touch. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Cause you got 100%. good energy. So if you've got good, so this is the whole thing behind it. Right. I know I'm probably going off on one, but when you've got good energy, you're going to attract good people to you. But if you're constantly in that negative mindset, cause mindset is very important as well or you're in a mm -hmm. bad mindset, you're then going to attract those situations to you. 100%. Like I'm a firm believer in like universal law of attraction and stuff. And, you know, if you've read books like Asking It's Given and things like that, like people listening will know exactly what I'm talking about. But that's why I'm a firm believer in getting everything sorted within you. So you're at that point then that when you go out into the world, you're going to attract all the goodness and everything. And I'm not mm. saying like, you know, every day it's all like positive vibes because everyone's got other things going on. But then then that's when your mindset comes in and how you approach it and how you look at it. Because I think there's always something to be grateful about and there's always a positive way to look at things. 100%. 100%. It, you know, to be honest with you, I believed everything that I live now 
and I have visualized years ago and I'm living my life that what I was thinking about earlier, not by certain, you know, obviously the specifics, right? Cause the universe doesn't like specifics. No, it doesn't. Cause no, you're never going to get that. You, you need to just attract the right thing. So when you mm -hmm. get to a certain point and then I started coming to that point, I was like, all right, even females like uh, romantic relationships, I would, mm -hmm. a, even the way they looked similar. And it was, I kept recreating my own situation mm -hmm. and I would self-sabotage because I didn't want that. Do you see yeah. my point? Yeah. yeah I know exactly. It's like the I'm small like, little things. Yeah. It's funny. It's with the relationship side. I'm, I'm obviously <laughs> I'm not, there's a Not to take the call there, there, but you know what I mean? Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, but there's like a blockage there. So per, like, even when I look at my own situation, I'm just not attracted. Like I've attracted everything else I wanted in life, but there's that one area where I, but that just means you just got to go back and do some inner working, right? Because there's a blockage there that mm -hmm. is making something there that's maybe, you know, connected to something else that's happened previously that, you know, or maybe deep down, I'm just thinking of my own situation. I'm quite happy being single, doing my own thing. That maybe deep mm -hmm. down, it's like, am I wanting to be in a relationship? Because I want to be in a relationship. Or I wanted to be in it because society. Now you're in your own head. Yeah. Now you're yeah. in your own head. But here I come to, I actually come to, it was, a, I'm not going to say the decision. It, I write a lot and you're a writer and I write a lot. And it's my creative time for me is the very first part of the day in the morning. And I go through, I have the same ritual, the same routine that I go oh, yes, through. Yes. And I really don't like the routine. It's a routine and the stuff that you don't want to do, but a ritual is things that you believe that you need to do. Right. Cool. And it's, well, that, that's, that's cool. why I look at it. So, okay. I mean, cause like routine is like, I gotta do just routine. Well, that could be a dysfunctional routine, but like a ritual is something that you, I'm going to do this. I have to do this because right. I want to do it. You know, mm -hmm. so it's a little, so you tell I've been writing a lot. So when I'm writing, I was actually come to this that men only fall in love completely with a female or whatever they believe, or the could be the other, the other person. When you fall in love and it could be a woman with a guy, whatever people believe, I don't care. It doesn't really matter. I don't have a, one of those things. Yeah. Um, but when they're with another individual and they do get to a point to where they have deep feelings for an individual, they fall in love with the version they see themselves through the other person's eyes. Yeah, no, that that's true. That's a good one. It is. It's mm. true. I think. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It typically happens at the beginning when you do, and this Tony Robbins, he would say this, and I remember I wish went to a lot of his events, um, did some work on the other side of the stuff as well in the back end. But when he was talking, it's, I hear him in my head right now talking about it. It's like, would you do the things you did at the beginning of a relationship? You want your relationship won't end. But then again, you, if you're the same person, I don't want to be stagnant. I want to be able to grow. So if you don't grow with me, mm -hmm. then there's a resentment there at some point. And yeah. that resentment, you'll start self-sabotaging. And then you don't like the version of who you are at that moment in the reflection of their eyes. Then you're like, okay, well, I'm going to self-sabotage and get the hell out of here. So in order to be able to create something great in your life and something different, you need to create a different version of yourself. If that makes sense. I yeah. hope I'm not going like off on a tangent. They're the first person I'm communicating this to other than from a piece of paper that I wrote down the other day. No, I it's was like, yeah. it's making me think. That's why I'm like, I'm actually thinking because I think you're totally right. I think 
sometimes I think like especially when it comes to take it back to like self-sabotage here and a lot mm -hmm. of the time you're right people are so maybe subconsciously I don't know whether I understand this correctly or this is how I'm thinking subconsciously we're self-sabotaging because you don't want to be in that situation but perhaps you're not sure how to say no or how to come out of it so that's mm -hmm. why the self-sabotage comes and I guess go at your you're trying like you say you're trying to be someone that's what they're looking at in their eyes because a lot of the time when you look at like relationships and things in general people are trying to especially when you go into like dating and stuff like that people are trying to be something that someone else wants them what you think the person you yeah. like wants them to be you're not being who you are and i think when you go into something and you just be your whole authentic self and you feel comfortable in yourself and you both feel comfortable within yourself that's when the relationship's good but if you're constantly having to like be something that you are not well, of course, you're going to constantly self-sabotage. Yeah, you're going to run. Know? You're you're going to run back to your. You're going to either hide that version of yourself, and you end up. And that's that's the thing. I think that's my biggest fear is untapped potential. Me not yeah. being able to tap into everything that I could potentially tap into on reserve. Uh, mm. Marx Costa Rubio is a deep, deep, deep individual. He's been attached to some serious entrepreneurs, billionaires, and his reach is real, like text message stuff, like all the way into the White House and Senator, like all, I love this guy to death. And he sends me books all the time. I read this book. You're really going to enjoy it. You're going to see a lot of similarities in yourself because but very rarely people uh, achieve greatness. And I'm, this is by his words, not my mind. I don't believe I've achieved greatness, but then having so much left untapped on in reserve. And you are one of those individuals. If you're guided by the right people, to point you in the right direction, not to make the same mistakes. And yeah. that was a, such a huge, I, I posted it in, on a story or something and gave me a cigar. And he was like, when are you going to smoke that stogie? And I was like, I don't know. I think that when I start to feel that a hundred percent, because when you say that I was hard, it was very hard on myself of, of receiving compliments from individuals. And that's yeah. a big thing. So same. here's the, here's the point that I'm going to make that obviously switch with it. Okay. When, with the relationships, I wasn't able to receive love the way that I wanted to receive love because I didn't know how to receive it. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I was still mean. holding back a little bit going, maybe uh, they don't, you know? Yeah. You're never sure. Like, are they being authentic with it or, mm -hmm. or sometimes maybe it comes back to something that it's like, Oh, maybe you don't think you're deserving of it when the reality is, there it is. you are. And it, that's why I say like, that's why I think, and this is because I spent so much time talking about relationships and things like that, um, like in a previous show and going on a dating show, that people will go into relationships looking for someone else to complete them. And I think that's a load of bull Bullshit. because you should be yeah, going yeah. into something thinking like complimenting each other's lives. Like you should be able to live your own life and do your own thing and the same for the partner. But then when you come together, it's like a good relationship and empowers you both mm, rather than so things. I hear so many, especially women saying, Oh, I'm looking for someone to complete me or he completes me. And I'm just sat there like, no, you can stop it. Yourself. Please stop it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, <laughs> you see that it's a lot in also cultures, mm. especially with the ancestors from previous countries and they come into another country and they're still trying to hold on to that culture. And I can go all the way deep down a rabbit hole and talk about religion. Religion's there and it's great. And I believe, you know, God in there. I'm not, I don't believe there's an old white dude in the sky somewhere. I just don't. Um, so, and whatever people believe it, it doesn't really matter to me as long as you believe in something bigger than yourself. Yeah. 
So I don't really like try to get in that conversation. But then when you're looking at it on the outside, looking in, if your child self was looking at your life right now, would they be proud of you? Personally, I think my little little Mira would be well impressed. She'd be well happy mm-hmm. because I think. Me too. So yeah. I'm I'm not yet that. at where I want to be, but I'm getting there. And I think mm-hmm. a lot and a lot of it comes with age as you get more confident in yourself. And you know, I think when I look back onto who I was and how much I've grown, 100. percent And I'm sure that'd be the same with like younger Chris was looking at you. It'd be really proud of how. And where you've got not in the twenties though. In the twenties, I was lost. I was but lost. I feel like twenties is that though, no? To where you kind of you try different things, you do loads of different things, and it kind of that's when you start to develop who you really are. Mm-hmm. And it's where I feel like it's when you get to your thirties, because a lot of people will have this like apprehension about go up turning thirty. Was when mm-hmm. I look back, they and freak I have out. Apprehension. They freak out. Yeah. Yeah. They freak out. They freak out. The same. But then I was like, when I did turn 30, it's like, it's weird. It's like you wake up and something just clicks and you're just confident, you're comfortable within yourself and you really don't give a shit about part of my mm-hmm. language, about what other people are saying about you, what they're thinking. And you're just happy to just live your life and be your authentic self. And I think there's so much power in that, but that does come with age. Mm. I feel like 20s, it's made, I don't know whether it's the same for you when you turn 30 or... I'm still kind of, I, I was good in my career. I've always done well financially and I've always done well in my career and I'm very blessed individual. I've made some right choices when it comes to business. But the problem that I had, I didn't know how to recycle my energy. Previously, I, I was just, I was an energy nut. So then when I started to study the psychology, to buy, I was making sure I wasn't crazy, Mira. Like I was, I thought I was insane. Like how am I able to do what I do on, a, on this level? And then when I get off of work, I don't know how to recycle my energy and having those boundaries. So I was still this still trying to acceptance of everybody else around me of, but I had nothing else to do with my life. I had no really big direction because I couldn't visualize what life was really truly all about and really what I wanted. I really didn't, I didn't know what I wanted. And then once I started to tap into the more of a spiritual side to me, that's when it all clicked. It I was like, well, I think I got it. Then I was able to apply that in business and go crazy numbers. Mm. Then I was still attracting because there was no boundaries there. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like my flu game was better than everyone. Like I could, I could show up at 10% and still beat the shit out of people with numbers. Right. So I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to sound pompous. It's true. Like you put someone else there on that phone or whatever in business, I'm there and willing yeah. to run you into the ground. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Really I was that competitive. Then, in a sense, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Though, because it means you're willing to show up, you're willing to do the work, and mm-hmm. you're always willing to go the extra mile. And I think that's a good quality to have. But do you mean you weren't, this, you weren't switching off? In a sense, you weren't focusing on, I guess, that work-life balance or self-care. Mm-hmm. So I'm just well, totally the, asking you questions. <laughs> no, 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 no. I love it, and this is why you're great at what you do, right? I think that when I got to the understanding that I needed to recycle my energy, I needed to protect myself. It's kind of like when you, I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I believe at some point I was just trying to prove everybody wrong. 
Okay. And that goes back from me being dyslexic, growing up and undiagnosed and my older sister being handicapped and mm -hmm. me being the first child that was able to walk, talk, play. Nothing's wrong with them. And that was kind of dumped on me, you know, obviously projected onto me, um, which my parents are phenomenal, um, great people inside and out. But then again, they had, of course, their own trauma and their own stuff going on, obviously losing a daughter. And I couldn't even imagine mm -hmm. that me being a new, newer dad and obviously my relationships didn't really work out and I couldn't figure out why in my personal life, I couldn't figure this shit out. Then I started, I, I had to like really go deep inside and, and deal with what I didn't want to deal with. And I knew that was the biggest problem that I had internally was mm -hmm. really addressing some of that trauma that I endured and I ignored because what you would do ignore the universe will force you to deal with it at some point, And it's yeah. going to come a lot it's going to, it's going to come with a lot of force depending on how yeah. long you waited. And, 100%. I, and I'm grateful for it. Now that was a hard battle, especially if you're viewed globally, that one of the best in the world at what you did and do for a living. But I still mm -hmm. was like living like, I yeah, but I'm, I'm I have a really shitty personal life now. <laughs> I, yeah, I have a really shitty personal life. I couldn't hold, you know, it was just, but it wasn't the other person. Like that's, that's what I wrote down. I don't believe it was other. It could have been anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I would end up ruining it in the first place. And it wouldn't even say it was both parties, right? So, but it takes two to communicate. It takes two to, you know, grow and obviously spiritually, mentally, you know, financially uh, in a lot of different areas. And that's, that's hard work. And I think that's where a lot of the culture I see in certain areas, especially in London, that's one thing I love about London, how diverse it is. And being involved in, in that arranged marriages or marrying within your culture, you know, are you staying in that same type of cycle? And then you get to a certain point, and then you get divorced. And then, of course, that's not brought up, especially if you have children. There's yeah. so much that comes into play with this. And this is, I think, this is a very important time where we are right now in this world that everything's starting to open back up. Those who put in the work when no one was actually there in their body or in their spirit, if you didn't put in that work, you're going to get exposed. Yeah. It's from mm -hmm. learning as well. So I think yeah. a lot of the past year for many of us, we've kind of, we, a lot of us, and I've seen so many people say this, have had the time to just go in and see like what they really want, what's working. Mm -hmm. And I think if after all the year that everyone's had, if then when things are opening up and we just go back to what we were, that's just not, you know, you kind of not learn right. anything from that. I think people, a lot of people have learned, you know, the aspects of taking care of themselves, saying no. And I think we need to continue that into, I guess, post-pandemic life. Because mm. if we don't, it really is a, a waste of literally a lot of us just being stuck inside, working on ourselves. And I think that's something really important. And people are just kind of mm. because I've seen so many people, even when you go on social media, that like, ah, things are opening up. I don't really want to go to this. I don't know how to say no. And it's like, no, you need to, you need to just say no and do what you're comfortable with doing. Don't feel the peer pressure, I guess. Especially when mm -hmm. we're adults, like that that should be something that's left in school, you know, the whole hundred percent. Like well, you didn't learn in third grade, bro. I just don't think that people are. They, they investigate enough. A cultivation of silence, cultivation of self-discovery will change your life. And you might not like what you discover for the first year. You need to do it every day. You can't, not just on a weekday and do it in your work. You do have to do it in your personal life. I've traded 
certain things that I used to enjoy and I thought I enjoyed it, but I was running away from the things that I actually really wanted to do because I was scared to communicate it. Yeah. And this is even in business because your loyalty, Mm -hmm. I'm very loyal. And that's my, one of my faulty things is that I'm loyal to the core, but then I needed to re, I guess, restructure my boundaries on the things Mm -hmm. that I am loyal about, but I'm most loyal to myself first. And that's something that I had to shift. And I was like, oh shit, this is going to suck for people. And then you mentioned the family and you can't cut off your family, but you can love people from a distance. Exactly. You have to do, at the end of the day, you've got to do what's best for you, right? And if you're not mm-hmm. doing that, then like, it's, it's just, you're never going to be good inside. And then it's just like a knock-on effect. And I think that's why it's really important. There needs to be more emphasis on people working on themselves. Like even things like being comfortable enough to go and have, lunch on your own and go to the cinema on your own i love it trips on your own yeah same i love my own company (laughs) (laughs) it's only company i enjoy all the way you know (laughs) you don't get tired of yourself you know like i'm tired of talking to my damn self today you know what's funny is you know i never i've always been the guy that likes to go to the movies by himself but i would never like you know i guess go to a nice dinner by myself And be okay with that. It's kind of like, the, um, what is it? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Have you ever seen that movie with Jonah Hill? It was before Jonah Hill like really blew up. And um, Oh, no. I don't know why I didn't finish oh, it. Oh, my God. He's hilarious. He was. She comes to the thing. He's like, table for one? <laughs> he's like, you want a magazine or anything? I'm like, oh, what are you going to do? I'm like, just going to enjoy myself. I thoroughly enjoy. I just thoroughly. En- now I do unconditionally oh, because God. I've loved myself unconditionally rather than I really don't like that part of myself, but it's a never ending process. You are never going to, the Greeks have a saying, and, and I'm going to go on into, I want to go on a tangent here, but they have a saying called know thyself. That's the biggest bullshit in the world because no one knows themselves a hundred percent until the next moment. Cause yeah, you, until you get better, get worse, stay sad. Yeah. hundred percent. Then I just, mm-hmm. I look at it and someone asked me like, you need to go on that, um, dating site. I'm like, you lost your mind. Uh, uh, I think you're, I'm attracting the unknown in my life. That's what I'm attracting into my life. When it's the right time, it'll, it'll, it'll obviously the opportunity will present itself. Yeah. hundred percent. And I, and includes in business. I never in my life have surrendered where I'm going with this journey of this corporation. I have always, the guy that (laughs) previously I had things mapped out. I had structure. I had uh, just all these other moving parts. I can visualize Mm -hmm. the next like two years on what needed to happen because it was control freak. I just lost, I I let go of control. Yeah. But it's when you let go of that control, that's when everything falls into place. Mm -hmm. Is that similar to your show? You're like your show, like obviously you kind of, obviously you have your core message of what you are about but that's who you are as an individual from me just sensing that mm-hmm. and everything else will just come at the right time and then you just make the right decisions do you how much thought comes into play when you're trying to visualize what you really want to attract into your shows or into your life and maybe just one day you wake up and like i don't want to do this anymore i'm going to do this i mean do you put a lot of thought into it or it's just you kind of surrendering as well so I've actually, um, so that's kind of what's happened. So like over the past year, so before I did the show, I had another show um, 
and it was based around dating and the whole idea because mm-hmm. a lot of the work I did after going on um the dating show on television it was all about like articles and stuff about South Asian representation and you know why mm-hmm. we need more accurate representation in mainstream media or why we need something that represents so many different versions of South Asian women rather than the one stereotype so I was like oh well, how about you know this was last year Mark no it was in actually um May of lockdown I was like you know what I'm just gonna pitch the show idea of doing a dating show um and talking about dating from a South Asian perspective just to kind of break those stereotypes and show that we do date um and then from there someone else had got in touch that seen me on television she really wanted to get involved and I was like okay fair play but as the show went on it was like actually now this isn't working maybe it's just not, you know, when you just know something's not right for you. And I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stress over it. I'm not going to force something to work. And then from there, after doing that and ending that, then the opportunity came to do my new show, which is all about motivation and things like that. And I think when I talk about being authentic to yourself and things happening for the best, look, I just, like, when I say that, it's because I think me talking about dating perhaps isn't, me being my authentic self that's doing something because you know it's kind of like i was on a dating show and it makes sense to then talk makes sense it's a a good transition exactly well having a show talking about motivation careers etc that is my authentic self that's what i like and that's what i thrive doing and i think perhaps i did that could have been my end goal but when i went into the whole doing your own radio show that what i kind of just kind of just went with the flow and when things weren't working mm-hmm. out rather than forcing it perhaps like I would have done years ago when I just forced something to work I was like no I'm just going to sit back let it just collapse and then rebuild itself again mm. I like the way you just said that collapse and rebuild itself again not you rebuild it let it be rebuild itself again and you're only doing it from, from sometimes people throw away things of opportunities that they don't understand the understanding on how complex it could be to fit into the life right now. Like you never know why things happen at certain times in your life. And it could be in those darkest moments is where you truly discover who you are. Yeah. People sometimes also in relationship, I mean, I, I talked about relationships, but this goes in business as well. Sometimes you grow so much that other people get really uncomfortable being around you. And those are the ones you've been around and they were like, they were like, how the hell did that just happen? Have you seen that yeah. a lot? And especially in your career, you know, cause you get to a certain point, like say for instance, if I hired um, someone named Jack and then there was a, someone named Jill that started two years later. And then she ended up taking my job when I moved on to somebody else and Jack is still sitting there. Do you see my point? So sometimes you might hire, you might attract, you might, you know, put somebody there into your life. And if they don't involve and they don't grow and you can give them everything they're ever going to need. I can literally hand over the keys to the kingdom of Winjet and people will still put up because yeah, they don't have. Not. Right. That's my point. Go ahead. Love it. They do, oh, sorry. They don't. No, have, it's, it. just, it's a lot of the times you could, like you say, you can give someone something and you can give them all the opportunities, but if they don't know what to do with it. Or they don't mm-hmm. know how to handle it. It's like that saying: you can't, you can take a donkey to the water, but you can't make it drink the water. It's a horse. It's a horse. It's a horse. Take a donkey. Maybe that's a western part of the world. You know, I don't know, like western and eastern part. We're like, oh, you take a donkey, you take a horse. But, but in that same way, like you could have given 
jack your whole company. But if you didn't know what to do with it, Jill was going to come and take it and do better with it. And I think that's mm -hmm. what a lot. And it's also, I guess, on that as well, when it comes to like jobs and things like that, it's, you know, when you look back on life, you'll realize that certain things didn't work out for the best. It's like connect all those dots will connect. So that's why I don't get upset if I don't see so you know, like if you're applying for a job, let's say you don't get it. I don't I wouldn't get upset because I'm like, oh, it wasn't meant to be. And I think if you go into stuff with that attitude, it's just it just makes more sense. And then when you look back, it's like, oh, yeah, that happened for a reason or this happened for a best. Because I think getting mm. upset by things is just a waste of energy. Obviously, I'm not saying mm. don't learn from it. You can look and learn from something, take those learnings, and then move on. I've gone. I think that. One, but... I think that. No, I love it. Um, you, you took exactly what I wanted you to take from that, and then turn it into this because it was beautiful. I believe you know you brought it right to anger. Anger is based and it stemmed off of fear. You're afraid of something, and you don't have the understanding, and also most importantly, self discipline on holding yourself accountable on what you are saying or your def defense mechanisms. I got to a certain point that I wouldn't believe I had anger issues. I had idiot issues. <laughs> so, but that, see the, that saying is funny, right? That's yeah. a deflection. Mm. Well, I didn't know how to control it to a certain point because I allowed them to get to that one boundary and they got too far and I'm mad at myself. I wasn't mad at them. Yeah. See my no. point? Yeah. And I think it's also a lot about, I think people have to look at, are you getting angry? Because like, what is that linked to? So, you know, like, let's say mm -hmm. something didn't work out. Are you upset because you're worried what other people are going to think? Or are you truly upset because you thought you wanted it, you know? And I think a lot of the times people are doing things because they're worried about what other people are thinking or, you know, you're embarrassed by something. But I think if you go in, that's where the power comes from not caring what other people think, because then you're not going to get upset. And you're not going to be like worried about things. You're just going to, you can use that energy for better things. You know what I mean? Better mm -hmm. building your empire with that energy rather than wasting your time on trivial things. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, someone was saying something to me the other day and I was like, I don't know. Like, are you writing a book about me? Because I, I really don't understand how you remember things that I have forgotten, you know, at certain times in my life. And then I, I have found with certain individuals that they're, latched on to the version on how they perceived you at a certain moment in their life and they're refusing to let that go because it makes them feel superior in fear, whatever, right? Whatever their yeah. perception is at that moment. And they're holding on to that. And they're like, that's their way of control because mm -hmm. no one in this world controls or actually owns anything. No, it's true. Even Always the things that I do kind of own. Yeah. But I, when I when I'm dead and gone one day, hopefully it's when I when I'm ready to go or when it's time to go. All these things are going to go to family or friends or whatever it goes to. I don't really technically own it. Even this body, I don't own. But just one thing that no one's ever going to own is mind, body, or spirit of me. It's true. That's mine. But and I that think was when you think like that. Mm -hmm. There's power in thinking like that, and it'll mm -hmm. change your perspective, and it'll just make you feel more comfortable and. You'll just feel, you'll be more happy, right? hundred percent. Even this conversation. Wow. I knew it was going to get here. And then just this whole conversation, I want everyone to understand and they got to keep in mind is just obviously people tuning in and I got a great following of the show and they love this show. And I'm just so blessed and to have each, every single last one of them tune in. They invest the time to listen in. It, there's something powerful you just said there. And I said this in a panel and someone quoted it and I got quoted and it went, I don't know where it went. I don't know how this shit happens, but <laughs> people started quoting like, 
I can't change what has happened, but I can change how you perceive what happened. Yep. And that's, it, might, it comes back to mindset. Mm-hmm. I think if you have that mindset, you, you have to have that mindset going into life. And if you want to achieve a success, right? Because if you mm-hmm. don't have that mindset and you're going to get upset by things or you're going to get caught up in those little details and about things not working out, you're just not going to be able to achieve what you want to achieve. I, I think no matter, you listen to so many successful people, right? And all, that's a similarity that it all come through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was speaking um, to Alpha Hippie Tribe. Um, it's a community within our community. And they're one of our strategic partners. And they teach and they turn men pro. So let, let that sink in. Just kind of like it, there's a lot of synergy there. And obviously what you do with women in, empowerment. And they, for some people, that they, they call themselves a man, but they're not really a man. They're just an adult. And then they t- turn them first. That goes by their just a posture and a way they carry themselves. So I spoke at... Um, their virtual event and this kind of like alumni call of theirs. Mm-hmm. And it is, if you go to my social media and I'm not sure exactly when this show is going to go live, but if you go on there after this and you'll probably see a couple of clips of me getting like, I was driving energy through them because I was speaking to men. It wasn't really speaking. Obviously there's a different way on how yeah. I deliver a message when there's females in a room, mm-hmm. especially me being raised the way I have my mama kill me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> however, I was driving home a message and I talked about, and I want to, I want to hear your input on this because it's important to get a female's perspective when it comes to certain areas of opportunity and also potential, you know, disappointment in yourself in certain things. Cause you can, you can believe in your heart at the moment is the right thing to say. And then you drive it and you're like, ah, I probably shouldn't have said it in that way, but I don't really <laughs> give a shit, but <laughs> there's an investment or it's a sacrifice. I look at you're, it's a sacrifice. People say, oh, I, I sacrificed this. Mm, no, I really believe it's more of an investment to sacrifice if you don't do it. Mm. I can't protect someone else's opinion on you. You can't protect that. You can't do anything about it. You can't change it either, but you can mm-hmm. change the way that you're perceiving them. You might be the villain in certain people's stories because they're choosing for you to be the villain because they need that to be able to be a victim and choosing to be a victim. But I would much rather be the villain in certain people's life and choosing to be the hero and the ones that really want to receive the message and really want for me to help them in some type of form or fashion. People ask me, like, what do you do for a living? I change lives. Next question. How different? Mm-hmm. So what do you feel when I say stuff like that? I mean, do you kind of grasp the concept? I know you do. So but I'm just curious to hear more of a, a woman's perspective on this that does understand and have the capacity to like really withstand that type of understanding of a message. Yeah. I, I, cause while you were saying that I was, I completely agree. And I think even to take it back to, you know, like wording and stuff like that is how, how the word you tell yourself. So, mm. um, you use the word, Oh, sorry. What was the, you, when you said before you were saying one word and you were like, actually, no, it should be said. Um, I don't look at it like that. I look at it as it's like oh sacrifice, like, sacrifice and investment. Yeah, sorry, that's the one. That's sacrifice. Fine. So when you use the word sacrifice, that can have those negative connotations to it, right? Mm-hmm. But by changing to investment, it's totally changed your viewpoint on something. So I think just to because I when you were saying that, I was thinking actually, I think that's really important because I think the words you say to yourself is a really important factor to how you then go f- grow through life. 
Um, but to get my opinion on, so sorry, you want to get my opinion on just how, the villain, the villain side of it. Like oh, if so you're, Mm. Oh, oh, sorry. So that comes back to the fact that I think people will see other people as what's going on inside them, if that makes sense. So it's like it's a reflection, isn't it? So you're going to get, so it's like, you know, at the beginning, we touched upon the fact that you could say something, you know, that event you were speaking at, um, and it perhaps wasn't well received. But when you said it to me, I was like, oh, I don't, I put inside, I was thinking, I don't really see what the problem is with that. But I think the thing is, everyone interprets everything in their own way and that yes. interpretation is on dependent on what's going on in themselves at the moment you know the surroundings and if you want to take stuff in a negative way no matter what anyone can say you're just going to interpret in a negative way but if you're coming from mm. you know you've got everything going good in your life you're going to take it in a more positive way and i think people's perceptions are always going to be based on what's in them it's not necessarily true on that person if that makes sense no it makes complete sense and thank you for sharing your input on this because i was and i feel the same way all the way down to the true essence of myself you know but there's certain things that i have been working on myself there's kind of like a comedian when they go on tour and comedy shows they try out new material well some material that i have been using there's certain things that i have had to grow through and i love that you said that as well that growing the only way out's through mm. you can't yeah, run anymore is. you can't run anymore i have to find that the actual we posted it on a, like a, what is it called Not, yeah on youtube but what is it called where they can't find it uh unlisted um so we, i have to find it and let you hear it because there's a lot of you know obviously poor language of choice at certain things but there was the amount of people there on the call that needed to receive the message the way that i delivered it yeah, and that's no, something okay. you have to be conscious of is the yeah. energy level and how the other individual needs to hear it. Yeah. And it's how the, yeah. Okay. So mm. on that, it's like, you know, you kind of pivot yourself to the audience that you're in. It's like when you walk in a room and you know, mm -hmm. okay, these people aren't really going to, and it's like half the conversations we're having today, I wouldn't have with everyone because a lot of people <laughs> don't get it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you kind of, you have to go into a conversation, you have to go into a room, etc., and you have to be able to read that room before you go in. And from there, you can see from people's body language, energy, just from what they're saying, whether they're gonna be perceptive to it. And depending on that, you have to, like you say, you have to cater it to what's gonna work for them. So what you're saying to that room, like you just said, perhaps you wouldn't say to someone else because someone else might get offended, but it's, it's some other people might not understand it unless you say it like really bluntly, for example, you know what I mean? No, I know what you, exactly what you mean. This is the, something that I've actually shared with some, you know, thought leaders that are known pretty predominantly. They would write their own speeches, but they have co-writers. And these are some of the things that I would do, you know, is actually writing and looking at certain sp speeches, I guess you would call them. But they would use the word presentation. And this is something that I kind of got a little hostile one day. Um, they weren't receiving the message. And I'm conscious of time as well. I'm looking over and I'm like, okay, I got to go. I got to run. But because I think this message needs to be need heard. And I'm, I'm kind of I'm curious to hear what you think about it. Presentation, to me, you're presenting something that isn't yours. If you're delivering a message, that's a little different. So you see, I'm choosing my words very wisely. I'm very yep. intentional and very deliberate. And I, that's something that I pick up on when people speak 
and how they carry themselves, delivery, eye contact, body language. You, know, you mentioned there's certain things that are happening inside of your brain right now. There's three conversations. It's an emotional conversation, egotistical conversation, and there's also just a point of view conversation just from somebody else's perspective, right? So at some point, I need to be able to deliver the message the way that you need to receive it. And a lot of times, I'm not willing to put forth the energy until it's recyclable. Once it's recyclable, then you can actually really get it. So there's some people I'll go into a room and I'll drive right through them. I'm taught polarize my energy right through that whole auditorium and throughout them. But there's some people that are not going to get it. So I like to try to gauge the room. And it's different with radio and different with podcasting. And it's different with media, I guess, or being recorded. Because mm -hmm. I don't know how the audience is going to receive it because I don't know how to gauge my damn energy. With yeah, them. you can only gauge the energy on the person you're yeah. interviewing, right? Is that something you've put in some work? And we'll kind of wrap up with that question and, and going into this. Because I think that this is something that for younger podcasters or young, younger, or I guess, inexperienced interviewers need to hear more of how do you hold yourself accountable to how the message needs to be received to the audience that you're trying to attract or try to deliver the message to? Well, I think from that, like, especially like you say, so let's say you've got a younger person that's going into wanting to be a podcaster and interview people. There mm -hmm. is an art to it. And it is like you say, it's all about reading the room because sometimes you can see and you can sense that they're perhaps not comfortable with answering a question. Mm -hmm. So then you don't prod them at it. You have to make them feel comfortable and you have, and then the, them themselves will give you that information. Right. And you have to kind of, sometimes let's say you've got a set of questions you want to ask but the conversation isn't going there, then that's fine. Don't ask them because I've seen that. Like when I've seen other people interview people whilst I'm there, whatever, and I've seen them just either just talking for the sake of talking or mm -hmm. they're just trying to, there's something in them that perhaps the interviewer is bringing out of them that's making them feel uncomfortable. Yes. And it then becomes into a battle of the egos and you have to take yourself away from that. It, there's a, it's, it's one of those that will come with time and the more you do it and the more you listen to podcasts, the more you listen to radio shows and the more you listen to yourself as well and see how you can improve it. But a lot of it then does come from whether, you know, again, it's with age when you start to read other people, but then at the same mm -hmm. time, you might think you're reading someone and you completely read them wrong. You know what I mean? Like 100%. someone might just be tired because they're having a bad day, right? It doesn't mean they're necessarily like that 24 seven. I pick so up again, on that. Even when people pop on the show, when they mm -hmm. enter the show, that's why I kind of chat you up a little bit before we start. I'm yeah, gauging your energy. So. <laughs> I'm gauging your energy. I'm like, okay, let's see if she's with it. Cause the first conversation was fire yeah I'm like okay well and then you were just receptive to energy pretty quickly and i was like carol i'm hit the damn button let's go <laughs> so, <laughs> right but that's something through time like you mentioned mm. that you're able to know that it's true in your mind if i history has been proven if i keep going down if this works out the way that i intended to work out and this going but then sometimes when i'm delivering a speech or it could be a me doing an interview that's why people they they come and listen to the show because of me, but then they also stay because the experience they have of me interviewing the guests and the information they share. I've interviewed some, some of my friends that people would die to interview and I'm just a very blessed individual. However, is they're not the messages that they really want to hear the show. I know exactly what I'm looking for now. 
in the show. And I mm-hmm. finally got to a point where like, I know exactly who I want on the show. Yeah. It's not the people that everybody else wants on shows because everyone's mm-hmm. heard their story and it's, it's just takes too much work to pull out something they haven't heard. And I was like, ah, I'm just wasting energy. Exactly. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. tell that when you're doing a show and when you're interviewing someone and you're like, oh, okay, this isn't really good. Oh, I so hate it. Cut- like teeing yeah. up questions and shit. I'm like, oh, it gives me an, uh, what is it? Called? There's a saying in the States called heebie jeebies. Oh, yeah, know. yeah, I know that Okay, one. you know that one, I yeah. didn't realize that was a U.S. one. See, I just take mm. U.S. things and think Give me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Actually, it was um, funny. I said the same thing to another individual. And I said heebie-jeebies, and they were like, like the Fugees. And I'm like, what? So then I heard Re- Ready or Not again. This is back in the 90s. I'm showing my age here. And I listened to the song, and it was like heebie-jeebies. And yes, he said it. And I was like, oh, my God, it did say it in the song. <laughs> Anyways, um, I got one question for you, and I know we're going to wrap up here, and I'm sure that everyone's going to be curious about this because we didn't even talk about the dating show that you were on. Mm-hmm. I don't even know the name up off the top of my head. It's like, is it Get At You, Take Me Out, or get, is it, Take, take me, me Out? out. Take yeah, it's like, Take Me Home Tonight. That was a song, anyways, in the 80s. Um, <laughs> what was the best part of you being on that show, do you think? I feel like the best part of being on that show was the fact that I was able to then use my platform to talk about representation and get my viewpoint across. Like mm-hmm. it's when I look back on it, like I just went on the show, it came off and I was like, actually there's an opportunity here to get a viewpoint across that I've never seen. And also something else that I really enjoyed being on that show is I never see anyone like me on a show like that. And I'm not talking about the fact just being of Indian origin. I'm talking about the fact that I was on the show. I was in bright pink suits. I was really dressing the way I wanted to dress. And you don't necessarily see many South Asians out there on television dressing the way I was, mm-hmm. having a Northern accent, having this like sassy pers- personality because that's just the way I am. But people, when they see me, they don't, and like once you get to know me or realize, okay, I'm a bit of a lad, like, et cetera, et cetera. They don't necessarily think that, or they think, oh, we can't say this around her. You know, they have mm-hmm. this perception. So the best thing about, to answer your question without going off on one again, like I have a habit of doing. It was just I do the same thing. That's why we're so similar. Go ahead. <laughs> it's like we could chat for hours. <laughs> it was like, it was like five hours later, like, oh shit, we're still recording. Um, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was just changing that perception hmm. and you know maybe there'll be someone out there like some young girl that looks and sees oh wow i can go on a show i don't have to look like this i can look like that i can be myself mm-hmm. and i think knowing that it could have that effect is just a great feeling and i did have plenty of people reach out to me afterwards being like it was just refreshing to have you on a platform like that mm-hmm. and then obviously like my friends and stuff found it hilarious because they know what i'm like Clips that I did see, I couldn't find the actual whole like episode. I'm not sure how many how many episodes were there. It's about ten. Ten, yes. really? Wow. Yeah. You know what's funny is about there's reality shows and game shows and whatnot. They're only clip and edit the way that they want to deliver the message. Sometimes yeah. you can be perceived in a way that you really didn't want to be perceived because they only heard a piece of a conversation, not heard everything in front of that conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's why energy is so powerful. There's energy there, and people can read it pretty quickly when my energy's off. They'll be like, "What's? Are you all right?" Yeah. Like you just look deflated, and you know, and and most such. But that doesn't normally happen because I owe it to not just myself anymore. There's a lot of people counting on me, and mm-hmm. a lot of different things. And I'm like, well, I owe it to myself, and then then that competitive advantage side of it. And that's the last little bit. I'm, I'm going to let you run. I'm going to feel like I'm holding you hostage. 
No, the not at all. Enjoy the conversation. Okay. <laughs> competitive advantage. I'm just conscious of it, right? Because obviously I have to run as well. And I'm like, oh, yeah. they're going to be pissed off. Um, so competitive advantage. What do you think your competitive advantage is? Oh, that's a good question. I think my competitive advantage, I like to, it's going to sound a bit cocky, but it's just the fact that I'm just myself. And there, it's okay. your uniqueness, like right? Mm -hmm. And there, it really isn't anyone out there that says, I'm a bit quirky. I say, like, I've learned to filter what I say as the years go on, but I'm quite safe. <laughs> say what's on my mind. I'm going to give you my opinion. I'm going to be honest with you. So it's my, my competitive advantage is my uniqueness. And I think that is the case for everyone, even like people listening. It's like mm -hmm. embrace your uniqueness because that's what makes you you, right? Stop trying to be like everyone else, you know, just be yourself. And when you become like that, that's your competitive advantage because you're going to have something. You're going to be able to bring something to the table that no one else has. Mm -hmm. and, being, and being open to investigating some of that weirdness you feel is weird. It could not be weird to everybody else. One thing I do love about this time and age, when I was growing up, it was hard for me to be able to show the nerd side of me, the quirky side of me, but that was my true authentic self that I would keep down unless you got to really know me Yeah, that I would show you, but I'd only show to those that I didn't, I guess you would say I didn't have anything that I needed from them. Does that sound you know what I mean? I know exactly so, what you mean. Yeah. So it's like mm -hmm. I would use my emotional intelligence very tactively, right? And then I learned, I'm like, oh, I know how to do this. And I'm like, how do I know how to do this in my life and in my business life? I can't do it in there. And I mm -hmm. think that competitive advantage is very, very similar. But then I drove it back to something where I can't not lose. And that's something that I have to go fight for. It's more bigger than myself. My sister, like, I was like, she couldn't do this. I don't have to do this. I get to mm -hmm. do it. And I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm dying on the last ounce, God willing. Yeah. That's and your it, driving force. Mm -hmm. That's and what it, keeps it, you motivated in a way. Like if I was to say to you, what keeps you motivated? Would you say that's what it is? That That's number one. That's number one. And then I would say, and it's of course you're, it's easy. You're going to hear this bullshit answer from most people is very generic. They'll be like, Oh, my daughter or my son or my family. I just, I'm not going to be able to enjoy the last five seconds, five to seven seconds it usually takes when you go from conscious to unconscious. And you know, when you're living a fucked up life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, oh, I really screwed up today. Well, yeah, I don't you want know, that. You hold yourself accountable, right? Mm-hmm. hundred percent. And that's that last piece that you have to completely champion and then deliver all the way through. God takes me today, Grim Rimby, whatever happens, he takes me today. I know that I, I left it all on the field. Yeah, and you tried and, I, and you did mm -hmm. your best and you were authentic to yourself. And I think that's a really important message and everyone should, you know, they should go into life being like that. I think there's too much pressures on people to be a certain way. You really need to find out what, you know, what you are and what ticks you and mm -hmm. being, it's all about that authenticity, right? It just comes back to that. Mm. Goodness gracious, I can keep going, but I yeah, have no, to run, I about, unfortunately. Oh gosh, I'm going off on what I was thinking. No, 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 no. I, I've enjoyed every second of this conversation, and I knew that I would. And I'm sure that there's a many people out there, and the numbers have been kind of ticking across the screen. That's for U.S. and Canada. For we do have a Texan community 
they are able to text back and forth. So if anyone's listening to this and you would like to reach out to Mira and want me to connect you or whatnot is 843-396-2104. However, there will put all your notes and stuff like that in the show notes and driving people to you as well. But there's also then the back end of this, by the time this will go live, I know for sure, because it happens next week, we will all have our community login. So Miss Mira, she'll have her logins and school SAS. And I, I can't wait to, I haven't watched it. Are the six episodes launched already? Yep. Have they? Have they? So it's only on Dash app. Is that Dash well, Radio you can listen, app? So it's on Dash Radio. Um, it's live, okay. and then you can listen back on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcasts. How we? Um, you? Wow, goodness. Um, I I, I must have overlooked that, but it, I we had a, such a great conversation. I was like, I don't know, just get her ass on a call. Let's move. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I definitely have been really fast moving. Actually, this is great. I prefer that. Nothing irks. Well, I get annoyed, but you know when people just say, "Oh yeah, let's do this," and then a year later, it's still not happened. Well, you're like, right, and then a week later, it's done, and it's great. Mm. It's the way it should be. Well, my staff. Actually, we were having a conversation earlier, and I'm gonna let the listeners go. Sorry, guys. But Carolyn was talking about. I was like, "Yes, like why is everybody move so damn slow?" It's just like because you move at a different. You operate at a different wavelength. Like you're just. It's not like you're superior, but whatever, right? It's just I move very quickly when mm-hmm. I'm when I'm passionate about something. When I and I don't tell people I'm going to do something I don't do. Yeah, same. I've I've invited people and they'll have the first call, right? <laughs> <laughs> and 15 minutes of that block, I'm like, hey, I gotta go. Um, and they're like, oh, I would like to come onto the show. I'm like, ah, uh, it just doesn't fit. Yeah. At this time. I'm not saying it not something you did or didn't do. You're not good enough or, but whatever. I just don't think it's going to resonate with the message for the listeners. Mm-hmm. And that's the easiest way that you can say it. And it's hundred percent true. Yeah. Um, do, do you, do you have someone there that blocks that for you, them coming onto your show or. No, it's me. Is it I'm, just, okay. You, yeah. you'd make it the final. That's That's so freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Cause I hate that. I hate to see that with certain podcasters or content creators. They can't say, well, I don't, I don't want to interview this person because I don't really not interested in the individual because you know mm-hmm. how it is. I mean, I'm pretty sure you've interviewed people. You're like, who the f- was that? Like, <laughs> like I you don't need to name a name, but I'm just saying I've, I have. And I'm like, I, never again. <laughs> the thing is, so I literally will, I'll, especially on this show, I'm interviewing people that I've either admired or, mm-hmm. you know, I I've checked their workout in advance, but I understand that sometimes someone's persona on social media, then when you get them onto a show, they're either they're just not chatty or they're just giving like one word answers. And it's like, ah, you've really got to drag it out of them. But touch wood, so far I've been um, on this new show. I've been fortunate that it's gone as planned and I can basically choose who I want. Like sometimes they will suggest, but if they don't fit in with my vibe, I'm just like, no, I don't want them. No, I love that. So guys, make sure you're tuning in to our show. Um, you won't have to look far if you're on my social media and be obviously doing clips and a lot of different things from this episode. And you know, what's so great about what we do is when I don't remember what's happened in the conversation, it's the best conversations to me. I don't remember what we talked about today, but it was obviously evidently impactful. (laughs) It's It's so funny. It was just an interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. We talked about anything and everything. It was fun. It was fun. I look forward to obviously when everything, when you get back down, I guess, because obviously you're a little north. We even talk about that either. See, so much fun. But yeah, we'll have to definitely meet up for whatnot and we'll do different things. And I'll drive some, you know, obviously our female podcasters and whatnot um, to your show, even guys or whatever you need. need. I'm an open book with individuals that I 
thoroughly want to promote and, and guide and elevate. Right. So and I'm look and I know it's re um, received the way that I want to obviously deliver the message. So thank you again for coming on. Enjoy the rest of your evening. No, thanks for having me. Mm, it's course. been a pleasure as always chatting to you. I think it's really good. You've got so many interesting things to say. I just love getting other people's viewpoints, especially when it's in sync as well. So sorry well, if I went off on one. No, I loved it because it's something that I think that was we share. I never know where I want to go with it, but when I know the other person can understand the concept, then I'm like, okay, I'll share a little bit more. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> I'll share a little bit more. Way. I'm you know curious. to be able to hit yeah. back and give their own viewpoint. That's something in dating I had to learn pretty quickly. If someone's not witty or like what's it called? Banter? Yeah. Oh yeah, banter. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll run. Thing. It's gonna it's gonna be a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna say jokes and then those jokes aren't gonna be offended. received. And you know, and I'm yeah. you're gonna get offended. You're gonna think I hurt your feelings. I'm like, listen, I was just kidding. Like I'm but I wasn't kidding, I wasn't hurting their feelings. And I'm oh yeah, I'm like I don't know. Like if you, if you didn't say anything funny to like embarrass me, then we didn't have a conversation pretty much. You know, that's how I look at it. But, uh, but thank you again. Enjoy. Let's catch up and maybe about a week and let's, let's re obviously visit some ideas. And I, and I'm going to have tons of ideas from the end of this conversation, I'm sure. But thank you again. Enjoy the rest of your evening and guys be well, be you, be great. Do something in your life. This doesn't motivate you. I'm not sure exactly what was said, but I know that was great. <laughs> 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 Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Take care, guys. Peace out. Much love. Broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there.